Who are you carrying all those bricks for, anyway? God? Is that it? God? Well, I tell you, let me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instincts. He gives you this extraordinary gift, and then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel. He sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> and while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven, is that it? Why not? You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 46, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where even when he's playing the devil, Pacino is still God. hey <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. Hi, guys. Hey. What's going on? Not no. much. Um, happy, no. happy Devil's Day. Happy Devil's yeah. Day. <laughs> That's not right. Um, well, some pretty big important news in the studio today, boys. What's uh, that? <clears throat> this is going to be exciting for the listeners. I got laid. Yep. Hey. Uh, oh, oh, I thought the big news is actually that that uh, that blank space between Mike's mustache and like the rest of his goatee where it won't ever grow in. Finally filled looks in. Looks like it's finally filling in. There it is. I think that's penciled. Oh, also, also Justin has some stuff. I do. Yeah. Did I, I don't think anything. Big oh yeah, no, never weekend. mind. Now your beard looks the same. Thanks, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got engaged. Yeah, Jay. All right. I finally dropped down to the one knee for the. Uh... You dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Did it on top of the uh, Silver Lake Sand Dunes in Western Michigan, right at sunset. It kind of. He showed us. Uh, he managed to get a video of it, and it was almost like. It was almost like you told the sun what to do. I did tell the sun. It was weird when you were you were being christened by like nature. When you <laughs> kneeled down, it was like there was two sun rays that made like this perfect triangle over Justin, as if the heavens were opening up just to watch him. I was be- talking to Pacino, a, an honest man. You were what? I talked to Pacino, who is God <laughs> <laughs> and the devil. Well, uh, uh, so congratulations, Justin. Thanks, guys. Yeah, brother, I appreciate that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how about a little cheers to Jay here? Oh, cheers to that. Oh, I don't right. have a beer. <laughs> I don't have a beer. Here, do a little oh. devil's cut. Ooh, there we go. Yep. There we go, that's, Michael. That's happening. Mike's about to shoot a little. Cheers to Justin getting married, and cheers to me officially being the last single friend that I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. No, you won't. All but right. that's okay. That's okay, Mike. Everybody needs a weird wow. single friend. That <laughs> you got yours. Like the, like the guy that all of our kids will call uncle. Yep. <laughs> you, 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 always, you'll show up and around, get a little too drunk, play uh, some cribbage, and then go home. Around your house, I always, uh, I always think of myself as you know on the sitcoms where there's always like the family that lives in the house and there's like the crazy like uncle but not really uncle that lives next door. And yeah. He just kind of pops in the back door and he's just 
there. He's just there. That's me. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I got, I, I got yeah, that down. I had do, one of those growing you, up. You do it well, though. I, I think all of us did. Did you guys have one of those? Uh, I did not. You didn't? Nope. I just, I, I had tons of them. My, my, our house was like a revolving door of weirdos. So yeah. I remember <laughs> I, I had an uncle Larry growing up, and I, when I was about eight, I found out he wasn't actually my uncle, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> same thing here. <laughs> I got exact it. words. <laughs> what the fuck, Dad? <laughs> I have the same thing. I have an uncle Dave who I thought was my actual uncle until I was like twelve. Similar. I had my dad next door to us. It was his best friend growing up, and uh, I was he, hey, what's up, buddy? So I always called him Buddy. I thought that was his name, and then when I was like <laughs> same thing, like eight or nine, I found out his name was Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so besides Justin getting married, what's what else is going on? You got I'm, anything? Not a, not a whole lot. I uh, I made a pretty pretty fantastic eBay purchase. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple been about a year ago at this point. We went to go see John Carpenter live. Yeah, was it about a year ago? About a year ago. Yeah, something like that. And uh, <clears throat> uh, we went to see him live. And for those of you who don't know, John Carpenter. Uh, uh, Took a, took, took a step away from movie directing for a while. Wasn't doing anything movie related. Then he came back as a musician. You know, he's famous for composing a lot of his own music for his movies. And uh, he came back uh, and started touring with his, his son and uh, a couple two, other people. Two of his sons? or uh, One or two. I know yeah, one I for remember. sure. There might there might be a, there might be a of, son and of like a, one of them is like his nephew, I think, as well. Yeah, there's something there, like that. There's some relations there. Um, <laughs> relations. That, sound, that sounds weird. Mm. Um, but anyway, so we went to go see him, and while I was there, I was able to pick up a, uh, a vinyl copy of uh, Lost Themes 2, which mm-hmm. was his second record. And a uh, cool, like, uh, uh, pink, black swirl thing and autographed by him. It was a really, really cool piece. Yeah. I've been wanting that, to get... Is that what you say when, uh, like, is that what you say when you're a collector? What's that? It's a piece. Yeah. It's not, it's not a record. It's a piece. It's a piece. piece for the collection. Okay, all right. Sure. I don't collect things, so... Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so I've always wanted to get the first one, though. And uh, the first one was released also uh, as, you know, the cool colored vinyl. When I buy vinyl, I typically want to get the colored ones because mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy everything. I'm just plain they're black. they're cooler. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Um, and long story short, it was it was released in four different ways, the first one being this hyper-rare version of it, right? Yeah. And so uh, some moron on eBay was selling the gold version of... Of this record, yeah. and so it was like on, it was up there for like fourteen bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll put it like a bit of twenty five, see what happens. And I get the message saying that I won for nineteen dollars and like sixty five cents. So nobody else bid on it. There or was what? like eight bids on it, and that was from like the entire time. Really? Uh, so I'm like, sweet, awesome, won it. So I'm trying to find <clears> out some information to see how many versions of this one there were. I'm like, there's no, there's no gold. There's the red swirl. There's black or red swirl, blue swirl, the regular black. And then there's the first pressing, which is yellow and black smoke. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that this person didn't know what they had. And I bought the hyper rare with like the lithograph cover thing or whatever. I bought that for $19. And I went on, um, there's an app called uh, Discogs. Mm-hmm. That is like a, it's a vinyl collector's app. And yep. there's like a marketplace and all that. And so you can go there and you can get really good prices on stuff, like really accurate prices of what things are worth. Yeah. And uh, there's only two versions up there on sale. One's for like 110 and one's for 150 Really? <laughs> nice, man. So pretty awesome. That's cool. That's so, a pretty good, pretty so good it's, deal. It's either that or some asshole painted a painted a record gold <laughs> and you I've, bought it. I've listened to it. It works. So, hey. Cool, man. Well, I'm uh, I'm fresh off my trip from Las Vegas. Ooh, yeah. How many uh, STDs did you get? Just, just a couple. Okay. Well, I, like on top of the ones that I went, went in with. with 
you just a couple extra. Yeah. Nice. It was a cool. A little though. penicillin. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> a little penicillin on my pizza. Um, no, I. Uh, nice, nice pull. <laughs> nice pull. Um, I. Uh, it was fun. I. I. Like I said, I. I don't know if I said it on the show last week, but I said I was gonna try roulette. Mm-hmm. And I went in just betting on black, just like keeping it keeping it tight and like it was fun for a while to like win 10 bucks at a time but then i'm watching all these other people like throwing chips all over the place i was like that looks like way more fun yeah and it is because you win a lot more money (laughs) you also lose a lot more money which is how much did you uh come out up i i played for (laughs) i put me and my buddy kevin ended up just kind of going off and finding tables and the first night we played for seven hours and seven hours. I played for seven hours on forty dollars. Wow, and that's at one, fantastic. At one point, I was a hundred dollars up, and then I lost it all again, and ended up just forty dollars down for the night. Um, and then the last night that we were there, we played for another six hours, except for this time around, all eight of us were around one table, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was a blast. And I ended up uh, two hundred bucks up. Nice. Yeah. So, Not bad. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was so cool. why am I, I paying was... for drinks still? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bought some Bud Light. Oh, give me one, speaking of. Oh, yeah. That was our uh, first time in Vegas? It was actually my sec- second time, but the, la- the last time that I went, I was like six years old, which is kind of pointless. Uh-huh. It is incredible how many people take their children to Vegas. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't get it. It's a terrible place for kids. We were there a couple years back, and tons of kids everywhere. Yeah, dude, like every, like every 10 feet, there's some sketchy dude walking up and handing you, yeah. Doing the click, click, yeah, and like the hooker card. Yeah, a hooker card, and I'm like, oh, okay. When I was there, I came back with like a trading card set of hookers. <laughs> we should have. Well, we should trade. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I still got mine. I've got, I've got a. I've got a Vicky and a Carissa and a. Ooh, that Carissa's yeah, rare, Carissa, man. That's that's that, the hot that a, shit. Was that a rookie card? Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> it has all their stats at the bottom. Their STDs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but no, that was that was a lot of fun. I'm still kind of trying to snap back into proper form because when we got back we didn't even know what we were going to do for this week so i've had to watch three movies in the last two days and mm-hmm. you know how it is well good man anyway yeah it was, it was fun it was a lot of fun and it was cool to celebrate my my buddy greg is getting married uh at the end of this month so join the club yeah join the club not my club you're not invited mike <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway so this week it's what, uh, what i got carissa for there you go <laughs> um that's the spirit <laughs> Um, speaking of spirits, we are drinking beers this we are. week, and also proper spirits. Mike, brought, Mike brought some Jim Beam Devil's Cut, yeah, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, mm. and it's ninety proof and it tastes every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are talking about uh, the devil this week, but specifically the devil in disguise. Yes. So like, the devil in human form. Yeah. We could walking around with everyday man. Right. Which is almost that to me is more scary than the you know. Like, Tim Curry in Legend is awesome. Yep. Probably one of the best on-screen devils, in my opinion. Oh, probably the best, yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's one better. I'll get into that. Spawn. But, uh, huh? Spawn. No, not that. That CG uh, Satan. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually Will Ferrell in the skit with uh, with Garth Brooks. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. It's so good. He he uh, he cut like Garth Brooks can't write a, a song, mm-hmm. so he says he would sell his soul to the devil. Was that on SNL or something? Yeah. Okay. And Will Ferrell shows up at the devil and starts trying to like write a song for him, but he's just completely shitty at it. It's a hilarious skit. We actually my uh, my band in high school 
wrote a song based off of one of the little songs. That oh, was he, it, what was that band called? Experimental Bear Suit. Greatest name ever. And uh, <laughs> this song was called uh, Bob Slacks. Mm-hmm. And it was about a guy who had, um, we took some liberties with it. It was about a guy who had this uh, pair of pants, slacks, that gave him superpowers. But although he had these super gentleman slacks, he was still rather ugly, so he could never win the love of a woman. So it was. <laughs> that sucks for Bob. What, yeah, what, it really what sucks good for are Bob. the slacks then? <laughs> uh, he saved the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which you'd think if you're flying around in super slacks saving the world. Super slacks. Like, look, like looking really <laughs> sharply dressed that women would just kind of want you, but not Bob. He was ugly. See, Mike, you just need to get a nice pair of slacks. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, because you're still ugly. See? It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so this week we're talking about the devil in disguise, and uh, so that that being said, we are drinking some beers to go along with that. Mm-hmm. Beers. Mikey picked up Hop Devil IPA from Victory. Victory yeah. Brewery. Where's uh? I have actually no idea. I've never had anything from Victory. I don't believe. Um, this, this one's all new to me. Oh, geez. Hey, Jay, can you look up where it's from gotcha. for me? Yeah, so Hop Devil from Victory Brewery. It is a an India Pale Ale. It's bold, spicy, and menacingly delicious. This American hopped IPA offers an aromatic punch and follows through with a lasting, full-bodied finish. What does it uh, say? We got a uh, Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Downingtown. Yeah. Or Downington. Downington. They probably say it Downington. Town. T O W N. Oh, sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, a 6.7. It's, uh, it's from that place with the shitty hockey team. I mean, oh, we're from scandalous. Detroit. What do you expect? Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> Flavors, pine and citrus filled, no- filled nose from the American hops. Malt sweetness is there as well. Drinkable hop juiciness in the key while remaining balanced with ample caramel presence. Ooh, I, do uh, like, I do like good caramel. I'm reading this off of, oh, this is actually off of Victory Beer. I, I thought I was reading it off of one of those, uh... Right, rate my beer things Yeah, or yeah. Anyway, cool. yeah, let's crack this open yep. and give it a try. I got my opener right here. We're prepared this week. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, so this week, yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about devils yeah, in disguise. And, 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 like I said, to me, like, the idea of the devil walking amongst us as a human being, that's, that's way scarier. Yeah, do you, do you, do you believe in, uh, we can get into this more later, but do you believe the devil... Yeah, let's Walks. start drinking before we get into that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk politics. Hey, cheers, boys. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Ooh, yummy. It's good. It's hoppy. Mm-hmm. It's like a smooth hop, though. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. But there's some hoppy beers that are really, like, they really not, hit you. It's this not is, super bitter. No, it's like, it's really like nice. the peak of a roller coaster. It's nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the peak of a mountain. <laughs> oh, there's actually a little thing on the side of the bottle, too, that goes further into it, if you don't mind me reading it. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. The mythical hop devil resides in the lore of farmers. Our hop devil is the real deal. Bold, spicy, and menacingly delicious, he's the product of distinctive American hops and meticulous craftsmanship. Arising from the heady wilds of our hopback and gently tamed with time, this devil makes a great companion. Thanks, Bill Ron. That's straight from Bill Ron. <laughs> Bill Ron. You never don't trust. You don't trust a guy with two uh, first names. That's a great. He had a great title. The oh yeah. Brewmaster of Victory. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> Tell cool. me, there's no better title. I want to be friends with that guy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, I like it. Good. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
That being said, every once in a while we do do we do say some dumb things on the show. Yep, sure do. So and guess what? We did it again. We did it again. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so uh, everyone to always keep us on our toes, Vito had a couple corrections for me. And Damn we it, actually Vito. called it out last week that he was going to correct me on this. <laughs> um, first off, he did not watch every single Godzilla movie in a one-month span. I don't think you said one Yes, month. I did. Oh, I did. No, I said didn't. he did it for the month of October. Oh. That's actually what I tried to do. I <laughs> made it through the first, like, 15 or so. Yeah. I watched one every single night, because there's one for pretty much every night of the month. And it was cutting into his um, masturbation time, so yeah, had well, to ax it. Wadzilla, <laughs> took, Wadzilla. Over, <laughs> took over Godzilla. Wadzilla! <laughs> um, okay, anyway, though, uh, so we were wondering about how many, we had it wrong about how many movies there actually were. Yeah. There's actually 29 movies produced by Toho. Okay. 30 if you count the upcoming animated Godzilla Monster Planet, which mm-hmm. is the Toho's next movie coming out, which mm-hmm. they just actually dropped a little trailer for. Um, there are two American-produced Godzilla movies with two more on the way in Godzilla King of the Monsters and then Godzilla vs. King Kong. So, put all of those together, you've got 31 total released movies, three more on the way. Well, you said 31. Didn't you? Did I? I don't think I did. I thought you said, I thought you said there's something like 31. Maybe well, you just... Maybe, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. But that's exactly how many there are. Corrections, no, for, there the corrections for the corrections, nah. for the corrections, for um, the corrections. We were talking about if there's a connection between Hans Gruber and Die Hard. And oh, this, Hans is a, Gruber this is a connection correction. Re- yes. Okay. Hans Gruber. <laughs> uh, Hans Gruber and Die Hard and Hans Gruber and Reanimator. Yeah. Uh, the, the consensus is pretty much that it's possible that uh, 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 John uh, uh, McTiernan, McTiernan, is that his name? Uh, the guy that directed Die Hard. Uh, I think it's John McTiernan. Um, or John Turturro. No, not John Turturro. No, John Turturro is the actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's John McTiernan or something like that. I should uh, know this. Yeah, John McTiernan. Yes, yes. okay. Yep. Um, it's possible that he was just throwing it out there as a reference, you know, but the general consensus is that Hans Gruber is just like the John Smith of German names. Oh, I see. It's just a very common name. That's a way more fun John Smith. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <laughs> uh, and lastly is uh, something that you got wrong. Oh, no. Right, right and then wrong. Yeah, what? Trichotomy. Trichotomy. Is a, trichotomy is a real word. Okay. All right, there cool. There you go. You said is it was. Is it the same as dichotomy, just uh, with three elements di- or what? Yeah, dichotomy is actually... Dichotomy. Dichotomy <laughs> is, is, is it's when the two, two things are of opposing viewpoints. Yeah. And trichotomy is just things split into three. So it's a little bit different, but the word does exist. It's like, yeah, okay. So there you go. Right on. I thought it was like when three guys stood in opposite ends, uh, like opposite corners of the room. Limp Biscuit. With, bor- oh, with, no. with like boners. And then- Dude, wrong podcast. <laughs> and then, wrong podcast. And then ran at, ran at each other. Trichotomy. I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> is that it? That's it. I think that brings us to the news. Jake. Tired of getting your news from a bunch of no-good dewdroppers? Well, now you're on the trolley. Grab your gig of water and get ready to know your onions, because it's the bleed feed. Take it away, Charlie. Onions have layers. We have layers. Ogres have layers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, what we got this week? All right, so um, this is this is the most exciting news to only three people on the planet, and they're all sitting in this room right now. Yeah. Deep Blue Sea 2, baby. 
deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. <laughs> so uh, there is a is sequel. Is this for real? Yes, yes. Is there a is a coming out? So after uh, the, the original one came out, yeah. there was a sequel that was being developed, and it got stuck in development hell, and it eventually got scrapped. And that was that was it, right? Well, with the popularity of movies like The Shallows and Forty Seven Meters Down, which yep. is doing really well, every week it's Forty Seven Meters Down. Yeah, or every like it seems like it's from its from release, it's been going steadily uphill. The uh, the money making on it, which is awesome. It's because it's because all the uh, it's it's because of all the This Is Us fans are going to see just anything that Mandy Moore is in right now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so this movie was in development hell, and because of the uh, the, the the popularity of the shallows and forty seven meters down and whatnot, um, they brought it back to the forefront, and they are currently in the process of filming it. I will only watch it if they find a way to bring Sam Jackson back. <clears throat> well, it's being developed; it's being made for the Sci Fi Channel, which both el- with elates me and depresses me. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't expect any high caliber actors coming back. Oh come on! Um, that being said, Tara Reed to do it. it is being directed by Darren Scott, who is um, probably best well known for uh, having, Tales from the having Hood. Having two first names. Mm. Yeah. Tales from the Hood, though. Mm-hmm. The anthology series. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Isn't it Snoop Dogg in that? No, that's Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Get oh. your get your. Uh, we watched Don't you mean your Snoop Lion? We, we watched straight. Tales from the Hood a couple of years ago. You remember that? It's possible. We were probably drinking, though. I don't oh, really yeah. remember it. I, I don't really remember it. it. Yeah, we did. We watched it. Um, so the film allegedly, I'm reading this off of a uh, rep- uh, release here. The film follows Dr. Klaus Van Etten, who is experimenting on bull sharks. Much to the uh, dismay of Misty and her team of marine experts, the shark gets out, and of course, all hell breaks loose. Naturally. Now, the original the original sequel that they were planning on on making it was all about weaponizing the sharks and putting ta- like guns on their on heads. Yeah, episode, yeah. So yeah. I sharks hope, with freaking laser beams I attached to their heads. I hope to Christ that they are doing this. I really do. You like weaponizing them? Yes. Oh hell yes. But wait, but tremors. They're weaponizing the tremors now. So it, is it going to be too? It's going to be too much. Too much weaponizing of of animals. Bite your what tongue. am I saying? You bite your what tongue. What am I saying? There's no such thing as too much weaponizing could, dude, of animals. If you could strap like a Glock to a goldfish, I would watch that movie. Yeah, I think you just sink to the bottom, wouldn't you? <laughs> I probably would. You have a big ass. It's like Finding Nemo three. He's just <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean for an hour and a half. Maybe like a little, maybe like a little derringer on a koi fish or something yeah, like that. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. Um, we have this is exciting. We have an R-rated puppet thriller mm. coming out called The Happy Time Murders. Really? This is being produced by Brian Henson of the Jim Henson Company. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Which badass. is super exciting to me that, that they're actually branching out and doing something like this. So it's going to be like Meet the Feebles, but and, a oh, horror movie? I, it's a thriller about a murder. It's like a, it's like a whodunit. Oh, okay. It's like a psychological thriller, I think. Yeah. Um, it's starring Ma- Melissa McCarthy. She stars and is producing the film. Okay. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's being put out on... Uh, Jim Henson Company has a, a subsidy called... Uh, um, on the day productions, mm-hmm. which sounds like they do other stuff that doesn't necessarily fall under, you know, the Jim Henson, an R-rated thriller. I don't think falls under Jim Henson. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's there's been some uh, there's been some stills released, and it looks awesome. It looks like there's just I'm looking at them right now. Like there's puppets lining the streets with humans. Like here's uh, there's a picture of a puppet oh, like yeah, detective. Man. It looks like with another detective. 
Um, no, and then another so cool. one of a, a murdered puppet <laughs> rabbit with his stuffing all over the place. Like, <laughs> Dude, it looks awesome. fucking awesome. Like, yeah, man. I am that's super cool. excited about this. Uh, it's going to hit theaters August 17th. So uh, that's exciting. We should probably go see oh, that. Oh, wow. It's coming out quick, huh? Cool. Yes. Uh, it says here, um, let's see here, when, when it's, uh, Melissa McCarthy was saying that when it's really good script that combines puppet strippers, Los Angeles underbelly, and comedy, it's my fever dream that has finally come true. <laughs> So uh, I'm pretty excited about That's it. That's cool. Uh, it's a dark comedy that is set in the underbelly of Los Angeles where puppets and humans coexist. Two clashing detectives, one human, one puppet, are forced to work together and try to solve who is brutally murdering a former cast of the Happy Time Gang, a beloved puppet show. I, I think this is awesome. I'm in. Because I... I mean, I love, I love all, I, I love the Muppets, like all the uh, like old specials and stuff like that. Because they're and even the the new Muppet show, it's really adult oriented. Oh sure. So it's really, for them to well, take like, it, they got canceled unfortunately. But yeah. Oh, did it? Was, it? Oh, if, uh, maybe a year or two ago. Oh jeez. Um, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> someone's behind all the time. I don't know, dude. I don't do anything. Um, <clears throat> I think it's cool though to even take it a step further yeah. and get like the the rated R. Absolutely. Kind of content going. That's 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 gonna be really. Neat. Yeah, I'm I'm so in. I want. I hope that whenever whenever we as a species can get past and 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 do all of the right things for you know uh, sexual equality and gender equality and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. When we get past that and everything's fine and dandy, uh -huh. let's move on to Muppet equality. <laughs> I want Muppets to exist as human beings so that they can be. Can you imagine seven if there was a Muppet in it? Uh, yeah, it would suck. That's kind of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> you jackass. Uh, it'd be amazing. All right. Shut, um, shut up. Talk about something else. Okay. So, have you heard of a movie called The Poughkeepsie Tapes? I have. Yeah. I've never seen it. I was actually just watching. Uh, I I wasn't watching, but I saw. It. There's a very famous. Uh, I'm gonna say this word, and then just know that this is how you say this. And anybody who says it like the peanut butter is stupid. I saw a gif earlier. Mm -hmm. A GIF. <laughs> I know that the guy don't, who invented them calls them GIFs. Don't you mean GIF? But just because you invent something doesn't mean you can change the English language because the 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 G and GIF stands for graphics. I'm fairly yeah I'm, I'm fairly certain that the, I just read something maybe a month ago about the guy that invented it actually said it's pronounced GIF. No, he said it's no that guy said it's pronounced GIF. I smell a correction coming on. No, I we'll get you, there. I'm, so so the G is is G. It's yeah. good. It's, it so stands it's for like, graphics. So it's just like, hey, what language do you speak? Oh, Chinese, French, and German. <laughs> right? Right? Just like that? Well, like, like I said, you could, just because you invented it doesn't mean that you can change the English language. Sorry, dude. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, I, there's a there's a pretty famous GIF that you see on like a lot of uh, boards and stuff on on Reddit and Horror Amino and stuff. And it's like a, like a woman chained up, and then there's this really creepy thing crawling behind her it almost looks like something from uh like the tool schism video you remember those people oh, yeah, who walked on yeah, all fours right. he's like that and then he kind of disappears and he stands up really slowly behind her and he's wearing one of those um uh, like a um a mask the that you like a, yeah yeah not not like the doctor mask but the kind of mask that you would wear to uh, a masquerade with the okay, really long yeah. nose yeah the plague masks that's a they're, pl they're a play two, on those that's uh, two different things okay fair i enough. think one's supposed to be a bird and one is a plague mask. Oh, well, fair yeah. enough. But anyway, and then he's got like needles for for fingers. It's pretty oh. spooky. But I've never actually seen the Poughkeepsie tapes. And neither I've have I. I actually to. own a copy of it. Um, oh. Well, why don't we watch it? Uh, we, well, I've been I've actually been saving it for when we do our uh, found footage oh, episode. Oh, I see. I'm wanting to watch it for that. Gotcha. Um, so this this the 
oddly enough, I own a copy of it because I have a bootleg of it. Because the the exciting part about the Poughkeepsie tapes is that it's finally getting released to Blu-ray by Scream Factory this year, ten years after it was made. Nice. This is a movie that was made and then it was shelved, and for the longest time, it was this. It was this like this movie that everybody knew existed, but nobody could see it. Yeah. It was never released anywhere, and it became this like this movie that would hit like the the underground circuit, if you will, like uh, at horror conventions <laughs> and whatnot. People with bootlegs passing. That around. almost makes it even cooler, you know. It absolutely does. The it copy that I have like is on VHS, it makes which the, makes it even better. It makes the footage that much more yeah. real. Absolutely. It's freaky. Uh, so, like I said, Scream Factory is finally bringing it to um, is finally bringing it to uh, Blu-ray. There was it was released on VOD. Um, I think a couple years ago, like three years ago, oh, via DirecTV, but that was the only way that you could watch it. Uh, so oh, this okay. is the first mass mass uh, produced and and you know uh, accessible way to watch it. Cool. So uh, super super excited about that. Directed by um, John Eric Dowdle. John Eric Dowdle, who did um, M Night Shyamalan's Devil, which we may or may not be talking about tonight. Uh, he did Quarantine, <laughs> starring Jennifer Carpenter, which mm-hmm. was the Wreck remake. Uh, and then he also did As Above, So Below, another mm-hmm. fantastic found footage movie. He's got a, once you know, like all that, well, save for the Poughkeepsie tapes, because I've never seen them, but I've seen Quarantine, yeah. uh, Devil, which we're talking about tonight, maybe. And As Above, So <laughs> Below, he's got a very signature style, like a very recognizable style. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do in found footage. Yeah. Well, so, no, well, I said save for the Poughkeepsie tapes, because I've never seen it. Oh, they're all found footage, though. All three of these movies are found footage Oh, movies. yeah, so, geez, that's what I'm what saying. It's a, well, not devil. Well, it's sort of. It's okay. It's not found footage, but it's very the same aesthetics, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess because you're seeing it through exactly uh, security or yeah, security yeah, camera. Yeah. But yeah, actually, so, I completely forgot that As Above, So Below is a found footage movie. Yeah, because it's just good. It just yeah. hold, it just holds up. Yeah. I like uh, that so movie. that will be released October 10th. Cool. Very exciting. Um, and that's Screen Factory, you said. Yes. Oh, yeah. Screen Factory's putting it out. Uh, okay, so if you're anything like me and you love buying useless shit on eBay, if you have uh, $1,500 to spend, Ooh. you yourself can buy a piece of the original Evil Dead 2 cabin. And by a piece, I mean literally the side of the house. Oh. The entire side oh, of the cabin. Oh, the entire side of the house? <laughs> it's pretty much, take the side of the cabin, you know, square with the triangle yeah. on top. It's the triangle piece. Really? The entire piece. Uh, there I, was th- a- I thought the whole building had been like, completely demolished that was the original uh cabin from evil dead one burned to the ground oh, in and all the that, one down and in tennessee. all that lived all that yeah the one tennessee yeah, okay. and all that was left was the chimney and then like the hole where they dug for the basement right that's pretty much all that's left oh. um evil dead super fan mike pesquel uh found out that the cabin that they used for evil dead 2 recently collapsed and so he is putting all of his time, effort, and money into rebuilding the structure. He went and the uh, owner of the property allowed him to come and take all the scrap away. And he's rebuilding the cabin and he's going to take it on tour, basically. And he's going to do like these these like expos with it and stuff because wow. he's a huge super fan. I wonder if he's, is he trying to tie some of the, some of the people into it? Oh, well, there's a picture of him with Bruce Campbell. So, oh, cool. uh, yeah, there's been some stuff or whatever. But he's apparently selling this piece of the uh, of the cabin for whatever reason. The whole side it's of the, the building. Entire, huh? It's huge. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised you haven't started gonna, like a GoFundMe yeah. or something. Right <laughs> I'm now. gonna buy it and put it on the front of my house. Yeah, that'd be I awesome. Would. I would. Sh- you shit me? I absolutely would. <laughs> <laughs> Replace your whole front of the house. <laughs> Leave a dead house. Done. That's cool. Um, so that's I just that's just a, that's just. One of a weird oddity that you can buy. It was at it was at fifteen hundred with one bid, so I don't know where it is now because this was posted a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not that good of a news person where I looked it up, but... I'm a real good news person. <laughs> I'm a real good news person. Um, okay, and the last thing that we had to talk about here, which I think is exciting, we finally have a release date for Leatherface. Ooh, tell us more. Yeah. This is the movie that has been made and delayed and made and delayed multiple times, kind of like uh, The Amityville Awakening, where it just... It just yeah. They, it's just doesn't come out for whatever reason right uh we finally have a release date of september 21st 2017 a limited theatrical run and then full vod on october 20th so we get a month of theatrical and then all vod when did they start making that when did they start making it they started making it in like 2013 or what uh offhand i don't know but uh it's been years though like it's it's one of it's been just held up like like i said amityville um, so I'm I'm intrigued by Leatherface. I don't think we've talked about it too much. Um, this is the movie that basically shows it's a prequel. Yeah. But it's from the people who have seen it. They say it's actually really good, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Uh, and ba- it tells the story of Jessica Maiden. Uh, she plays one of four inmates who escapes from a mental hospital. One of them becomes the title character in Iconic Slasher. So you're basically seeing that Leatherface came is an escaped mental patient. Okay. That idea to me is suspect mm-hmm. because it seems so cliche but i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna think that leatherface has to be pretty fucking deranged in a mental case probably to begin with so i suppose it makes sense and the movie is starring uh steven dorf so oh, okay i like steven dorf so i'm gonna like, give it the benefit of the doubt here i like his e-cig commercial <laughs> the, the blue the blue e-cig the blue. easily his best work Absolutely. those those blue e-cig commercials Absolutely. Because he's a smoker, and he's proud of it. <laughs> Electronically, uh, this yeah, this so this movie is uh, directed by the duo behind uh, Inside, which is a movie that you just watched recently. Oh yeah. So they're pretty brutal filmmakers. Is so that, uh, well, here I know that. Okay, so that same duo, I, I think it was the same duo, remade the movie for America. Oh, did and, they? Yeah, and it just got. I, I haven't seen it yet, but so from they what directed I've heard, both versions of the movie. I think so. I'll look it up just to make sure. But uh, you know, obviously, just like we talked about Martyrs a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. from everything I've heard about the American version of Martyrs, they took out all of the good stuff. As yep. as far as everything I know that about Inside the remake, they took out all the good stuff. When I, gotcha. I say good stuff, I mean brutal murders and gore and we stuff We should do like an that. episode all about um, re- American remade French horror because they seem to want to do it a lot. <laughs> they do. They do that it actually, a lot. That would actually be an interesting episode to, to compare compare and contrast. You have to watch more movies because I watch both. But Maybe we could like do that over a span of time and then do an episode about it. Yeah, uh, just, to, uh, just to avoid any kind of corrections or anything, principal photography took place in Bulgaria beginning on May... In May of 2015. Oh, okay, so for, not for Leatherface. Oh, okay. So it's not not too okay, terribly not terribly long. long ago, but yeah, it's it's not yeah. like Amityville. Awakening. I feel yeah, but we've been hearing about it though for a long time, and I'm yeah. pretty sure there was release dates, and it got. I think they've back actually and... even like released a few, if if I remember correctly, because I I watched a scene and I I can't remember if it was from, is I it just it's it's a it's a a, a scene where. Young Leatherface bashes this dude's head in with a hammer, and it's like super brutal. And I think it's actually from. That. Are you sure you're not thinking of two guys, one hammer? <laughs> that was three guys, one I'm hammer. I'm sorry, three guys, one Get hammer. Get your shit together, Michael. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I'm I'm excited to see where they take it, especially with I. especially with that duo behind it, because yep. they are completely capable of keeping the the 
brutality up. So absolutely. So hopefully, cool. hopefully they let them do it. Indeed. So that's uh, that's all we got for the news, my friends. And that was the bleed feed, and those were the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, a little research break, if you will, and uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about um, the, the glory of our Lord Lucifer. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. That sounded like the devil's it's music. It's the devil talking about the devil. <laughs> devil's in you and the devil's in you. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, today we're talking about the devil in disguise. Like when you're walking down the street and there's You like, mean the devil in disguise? <laughs> in disguise. This guy this right me. here? <laughs> this me? This, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking down the street, right? And there's a guy in a long black trench coat walking next to you. Mm-hmm. He could be the devil. He's could be. He yeah. could be the devil. I like to think that the devil would probably be a little more ambiguous. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a shirt on that says the devil. You but can see, <laughs> you can see a beggar on the side of the road, and that's God. But actually, in two of and the movies, and then you can see the beggar fight the guy in the trench coat. Oh, of epic proportions oh, to the death. <laughs> usually, the beggar wins. He got that crazy strength. And they usually crazy carry a dagger. <laughs> the, the dagger of Eden. And if they're in Detroit, they usually have a lot more money on them, so they can afford to buy weapons. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, the first uh, the first movie we're talking about today, the end of days. No, <laughs> no, it's the end of days <laughs> from 1999. All right. <laughs> well, worst Arnold impression. You shut the. F- Mine wasn't on. any better. It's still fun to do. Um, uh, end of days from 1999, directed yeah. by a guy named Peter Himes. Uh, who uh, he did the um, the follow up to 2001 Space Odyssey 2010. 2010. You ever seen 2010? Uh, no, I don't think I, ever I have. I've not either. I own it. Never seen it. He also did Time Cop with Jean Claude Van Damme oh. and The Relic. The Relic I have seen. Oh, I've seen Time Cop. Too. Time Cop's great. <laughs> I haven't seen Time Cop in a long time. The only the two things I can remember about that movie. He's got a mullet. Yep. And my aunt used to just love the scene where he was in his boxer shorts. And like somebody shoots at him, and there's a, uh, he's, I, I don't know what it is, like two boxes or something, but he jumps up and does the splits over the boxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with his, you know, boxer shorted ass pointed at the camera. <laughs> and my aunt Sue just used to lose her shit just over that sl- scene. Slid off the oh, couch. Just slid right <laughs> off the couch. Uh, time cop right holds into her a, ashtray. Time cop holds a special place in my heart as well. Because of the boxer shorts. First time I ever saw boobs. Really? In a, in a movie. In a movie, at least. Yes. <laughs> I was 27 years old. <laughs> Watching last week. Speaking of boobs, no, the, uh, like... the, the first keyword on, on this movie on IMDb is female masturbation <laughs> out of 150, and then female nudity, followed by Lucifer. For for what? End of days? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. plot keywords. Really? Female masturbation, female nudity, and then Lucifer, New York City, goes on. I mean, there, yeah. is, a, there is a scene where a girl is kind of... Diddling well, a little bit. There's, but. Yeah, there's also a really weird sex scene in this movie. A super weird sex oh, scene yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Which which visually is sort of striking because it's it's a very interesting scene to watch. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. I will say that. The setup of it, um, 
there might is... get you put to jail in some states, I suppose, but... Not if you're Lucifer, though. Not if you're Lucifer. Well, the, the thing that I learned from two of these movies, uh, if you come in contact with Lucifer and you have <laughs> correspondence with him of any kind, uh, hide your wife. Hide, hide your kids. kids. Hide your kids. <laughs> hide your husband. <laughs> No, but he like he like he he bangs he bangs the dude's wife and his daughter at the yep. same time, which is the scene in question. He bangs somebody's wife in another movie as right. well. Right. It's like, geez, man. I gotta and, be honest with you, Lucifer sounded pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, was it in? It was yeah. It was in End of Days where uh, like the very first time you see, uh, so the devil comes up from the devil <laughs> comes up from 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 the sewer for some damn mm-hmm. reason. And it, like, enters into... Um, the depths of hell are just the, uh, the New York subway system. <laughs> <laughs> enters into Gabriel Gabriel Byrne, who plays oh, the devil in this movie. Can we pause real quick? No, nope, no, nope, because let me just get to this. And the, the first thing he does after he gets possessed with the devil is he walks out and just, he, like, he was having uh, dinner with this couple who were yes. friends of him. Yep. Just whips this chick's tit out from her dress and starts feeling her up and making out in front of the husband and the husband goes what are you doing and he just gives him this death stare and the husband and just the husband shuts just up like, oh, oh, like right. I gotta be honest that, that is a, that's a hell of a way to start a movie like that's like it, it gets your attention right away and you're like oh shit this is the kind of movie I'm in for and first, then first, Arnold man. comes <laughs> fun fact that was the second boob Mike ever saw yeah. <laughs> at the age of 32 hey man yeah. Um, I only no. ever saw the left one. You're right. So that right one <laughs> was the. <laughs> so uh, basically, you want the. Uh, I'll give you uh, the long one's not too long, so I'll tell you this one. Okay. On December twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine, we were all there. We're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you remember. Everybody remembers Y two K. Oh yeah. Uh, the citizens of New York are getting ready for the turn of the millennium. However, the devil decides to crash the party by coming to the city. Jerk. Inhabiting a man's body and searching for his chosen bride, a 20-year-old woman named Christine York. If he bears her child between 11 p.m. and midnight on New Year's Eve, the world will end, and the only hope lies within an atheist ex-cop named Jericho Kane. What a name. That's a little on the nose. What a name. Jericho Kane, who no longer believes in God because of the murder of his wife and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. So Jericho Kane, played by uh, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Uh, uh, you're the devil, played by Gabriel Byrne. And this is what I wanted to say before. Can we just take a moment and suck the dick of Gabriel Byrne's performance of the devil? No. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, this movie is not the greatest movie in the world. But he's, he's Gabriel good. Byrne looks... He just looks the part to me. I don't know. Dude. I love him. He's good, but he's good, but he's way outdone by another actor that we're going to talk about. Well, tonight. everybody way is way outdone. outdone. <laughs> um, um, also starring uh, Robin Tooney, right? Who you would know from Empire Records, Empire Records the, craft. the Craft. Yep. Um, and then also small supporting role by the one and only Udo Kier. Udo Kier. Uh, Kevin Pollock was also and Kevin in Pollock, it. Kevin Pollock. Yep. Um, actually, gave. Gabriel Byrne and Kevin Pollock were in uh, the usual suspects, usual suspects yep. together, yep. yep. And CCH Pounder as Detective March. <laughs> I Marge love Francis. her name so much. It is a ridiculous name. So C- I like her though. Like C-C-H every time or she. C-H-H? It's. I think it's CCH. I think it's. 
see Jay, look it up. You're on the page right now. Um, regardless of which, though, the the letters in her name. As am I, and it's CCH. CCH. Oh, CCH. Okay, I'm you sorry. Stupid idiot. Um, uh, they actually stand for her. Those are her real initials. Oh, okay. So whatever. I don't know why the name so CCH just, Pounder came from. But. I was gonna say. So her uh, her her stage name that she adopted was. Yeah, it stands for Carol Christine Hilaria. And then she just adopted the name Pounder. Did she do porn? Like, did, she start, did she start her career in porn? Pounder. Pounder. I actually really like her though. Like every yeah, time she great. pops up in a movie, she's, one she's those, really good. She's one of those character actors that you probably just don't know her name, but you've seen her face. Yeah. Like, she pops up in so porn. many different things. She, she usually plays like a hard ass like porn cop. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So uh, so anyway, um, I don't know. Yeah, I I like this movie. I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a bit corny. Oh sure. It's a bit. Uh, it's not. It's not amazingly acted. I mean, it's, it's fun though. Yeah. It's it's one of those it's one of those Hollywood Hollywood hell movies, if you will. Yeah. That it, it just like you turn it on and you don't expect much from it. You just have a good time. It's a sword. It's a popcorn Schwarzenegger movie. Well, it's kind of like uh, it's it like to me there's to me there's like two ways that they usually do the devil and it's usually like straight up horror. Mm-hmm. Which, what I just said, doesn't make a ton of sense because all three movies that we're talking about tonight aren't necessarily straight up horror. Or there's kind of like the, it's like action, you know? Sure. Which yeah, this, this movie's one... definitely, you got Arnold in it, so obviously it's going to be action. Yeah, all the movies that we're talking about tonight are kind of like horror sliced with something else. Right. Um, which, to be honest with you, yes, you would think the devil, like anything concerning the devil or Satan or whatever, like, oh, that's horror, 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 horror. Yeah. I actually like the movies that uh, that, del- that deal with, with, with him to be more of something else because it makes what he does more scary when you think about it in the bigger picture. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like putting putting him in a real thing, like like a like in an action movie or whatever. Yeah. It's like you have the action, but then it's like it's 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 horror mixed with explosions like like end of days is kind of like if michael bay made a satan movie yeah <laughs> there's so many explosions in this movie yeah um the other one that we're talking about later tonight which we'll get to later but it's, like, it's a, a drama of... with satan in it but it makes the satan parts and the scary parts so much more effective Ooh, yeah. right so much more effective but we'll get there later uh there's not not only are there a lot of explosions in this movie there's also a lot of shitty new new metal <laughs> there's so much yes. new metal in this I movie i remember i couldn't pick out any of the songs but i was like i think that's corn and i think that's probably american head charge or yeah, flaw something like that yeah <laughs> Um, don't ask me why I know this, but Flaw is playing at the uh, ICP Gathering of the Juggalos this year. Oh my God, who cares? I didn't Mike? know they were a band still. <laughs> uh, no, I only remember those band names because uh, I remember wanting the End of Day soundtrack back in the day. I had the oh, Scream yeah, Three soundtrack. That was oh, I was a new metal kid. Are you kidding this me? Was back when you were like the uh, the like, giant like like, like half inch ball, ball chains. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, around my neck, and then no. the corn shirt and the well, Jinkos. What and... was on your wrist? Was it a sweatband? No, I didn't. I never did the sweatband. Oh. I had homemade yeah, bracelets. tattoo that he eventually got removed. <laughs> I had homemade bracelets. I think I would make my own, like out of like string and stuff, like. <laughs> and sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I like I said. I you clearly disagree with me, but I think Gabriel Byrne and Udo Cure together in the couple scenes that they share, they're 
kind of magic for this kind of movie. Yeah. They're both very dark individuals. They look sort of evil. They have these... Udo or- Kier just looks like the devil. Well, Udo Kier well, was, orig- was originally yeah. supposed to be the devil. But right. they didn't want, um, from my understanding, they didn't want both the hero and the protagonist to have uh, Austrian you just, accents. You just, or, that was a double the hero, positive. <laughs> <laughs> the hero and the, the antagonist. Antagonist, thank you. To have um, Austrian accents. Yeah. Or German or whatever Udo Kier is. Is he German? I think I think Udo Kier might be German and, and Austrian Arnold is, is Austrian. Austrian. It's so pronounced he's... German according to your uh, <laughs> your, your speech German. earlier. <laughs> um, and I sort of understand that. It, it, even though yep. even though Udo Kier would have been an amazing Lucifer, I kind of understand that. Yeah, I get it. Um, um, <laughs> if you ask me, though, I would have rather, I would would have rather had Udo Kier as Satan and somebody else in the role of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but well, Arnold, Ar- this was Arnold's first movie back from uh, Batman and Robin. He, this was on the, he- the heels of Batman and Robin. Well, it was it was a two year it was a two year difference because he had oh Mr. Freeze really froze his career. Well, he? he had he had a <laughs> <laughs> he had a major heart surgery after Batman and Robin. Oh, I didn't know that. And nobody would nobody would hire him. Oh, uh, nobody wanted to insure him. So uh, apparently, I like, suppose that makes sense though, because he does a lot of his a lot of stunts and running around. Right. So I can see where that might have been a concern. Yeah, exactly. And when they started filming this movie, I guess on on the set there was like actual like uh, insurance agents, like people, overseers, like handlers, like making sure that he wasn't being hurt on on uh, on set. Was farmers there? We've insured a thing or two. <laughs> We've seen a thing or two. <laughs> We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Oh my god! All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Real quick. Yeah. When he won an Oscar, who? Uh, Simmons. Oh. Uh, when he H- won an Oscar. Uh, uh, oh my god! I'm having a mind blank on his name. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> J.K. We, we, J.K. Yeah, J- J.K. Simmons. Yeah. When he won an Oscar. <laughs> And Neil Patrick Harris was the announcer that year, and he goes, you won an Oscar. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I lost my shit. Yeah, he nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, so anyway, um, basically what you have is, uh, um, you know, now Satan is running around in, in, in male form, uh-huh. just doing his thing. Going into mailboxes. What's that? So he was in male form. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> And um and and uh, Arnold Arnold is uh what was his Jericho yeah Jericho Kane how could I forget that he's <laughs> a wrestler's uh, name or something <laughs> he's not a man of faith because uh, his his wife and his child were yep. brutally murdered and you know he said was was this the movie there were so many movies that we watched this week that said lines like this but was this one where he said I thought my wife and daughter should live God thought differently. Yes, I think that was. I think that was this one. <laughs> there was. I think that. Like was I said, I'm pretty sure that same line pops up in some no, form no, in every no, movie. No. Yes. I think it's Devil. Nope. No. Because I just watched Devil before okay. I came here. Okay. It's okay. very similar. It's very Spoiler, similar. We're talking but it's, about Devil. <laughs> I think we've already said that like twelve times. But um, so so it's it's him basically trying to take on this situation as a rational thinking or what he thinks is a rational thinking person mm-hmm. and, and say like this, the guy's not the devil it's just some asshole yeah. he's in, he's in has, denial that, that, that the devil even exists yeah he's, he's just he can't face it just some dick who has a lot of power and he's just you know he's got henchmen everywhere and blah 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 call and, him a, you can call him a real doubting Thomas <laughs> I guess you could call him that sure <laughs> uh, 
Um, and and so and uh, the church at the same time is trying to convince them like this yep. is real, but they're trying to get That's... Christine under their wing because they want to protect her because they say only men of faith can protect. It's funny her. that you bring that up because. Um... That's one of the things that I love. I love religious horror movies. Yeah. I, they fascinate me because religion fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I love are these like little secret societies that exist inside the Vatican or inside certain sects of uh, of Christianity or, or you know whatever. I always love those things. So when you yeah. have like this, this <clears throat> small group of people that have their own like agenda within like the Vatican walls, and like their little super group comes yeah. and like tried, I love that stuff. Well, and this it, movie definitely had that, and I I, well, I love, the movie I love starts, that aspect. Of the it. movie starts with you're in the Vatican, and they and they're like, oh, they like one guy sees something in the sky, and he pulls out the, this old scroll, and yep. it's like when this shows Which, up, it's the end of days. If you have ancient scrolls, you do not open them and f- scroll through them as fast as he did without those things falling to pieces. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Uh, it's, oh, <laughs> it's, it's like so, <laughs> second week in a row. Nice. It's like he's got like the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's like you touch those things and they fall apart. There's no way that you're whipping through these oh, ancient right. texts, like you like like you're those flipping little, through uh, a binder or something. Those, those little those little cases that they have in them are like climate controlled humidors. <laughs> oh, is that, oh, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. <laughs> just just forget about being logical, Mike. So he's, he sees this, it's like, oh shit, it's the end of days. So he goes and he tells, is that guy supposed to be the Pope? Yes, and the guy who that who plays him is the, uh, he's the Mexican cartel leader in uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Yep. I, so it's like, I see him, I go, oh, he's the Pope today, and yesterday he was this <laughs> Mexican cartel leader who was just like sh- killing everybody. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but yeah. Well, you're the worst at this. I know. Corrections for next week. Are we you have happy? a podcast, Mike. Uh, no, so um, so they say, you know, the child, this is, it kind of starts like 20 years in the past, and they say the child is born. Little and, girl. And he basically, yeah, and he basically says, let's find this child, let's protect her. Now, the Vatican actually wants to protect her by, like, finding her and keeping her safe and, uh, and, not killing yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to they have to protect her. <laughs> but then there's this other religious sect who, you know, they're kind of vigilantes. It's like, it's like, like one like cardinal and his cronies, basically. Right. And they're like, well, they they were called the Knights of something. It wasn't Knights of Templar. Knights no, Templar it was not Knights like Templar. Was, was, I can't yeah. remember what it was called. But they, their symbol was like the bleeding heart with the dagger through right. it. Right. Yeah. And they basically, they thought they were doing God's work, a la Bill Paxton, by like finding her, the only way to stop to the, the union from happening is to kill her. Right. Basically, yeah. That's that's what they believe. Seems they didn't a, think they could protect her. Seems a little extreme. No. <laughs> but so uh, so then yeah, it's a, you basically have the church trying to protect her, Arnold trying to protect her, and these other guys trying to kill her. Yeah. And then the devil's trying to bang her the whole time. That's pretty much like that's pretty much the story. Robin Tooney, uh, when when they grow up, Robin Tooney plays that girl, right? And she has no fucking clue what's going on, and she's <laughs> kind of thrown into this world, and she's all out of sorts. Well, and, she's, and all she, she knows is that some guy in her dreams says that he is going to fuck her. <laughs> he does. She. Oh, that was weird when she said because uh, she's she's having these um, visions. Yeah. That he keeps showing up to bang her out. Uh-huh. And <laughs> bang her And she says to she says to Jericho at one point in time, I've been having he's been he's been making love to me since I was a little girl. I was like, That's Oh, weird. that is That's filthy. Weird. Ugh. That makes me think of something else from another movie. We'll get there. And uh and, and, and she says like I'm I'm not a, I'm not so much afraid of 
um, um, of him. It's she's afraid that she, I want it. Yeah, she's afraid that if he if I see him in real life, I'm gonna want him yeah. to do it, which is that's really messed up. Yeah, but it's kind of which she did. Kind which of she it. didn't. Come to think of it, at the end of the movie, not to give anything away, but there's a position. I'm not gonna give away who's doing what to it's who and this it's and that. Missionary. <laughs> but, but she's at, she's on a table though, and he has her, and she is fighting the entire way, so she doesn't give into it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, good for her. After after he's <laughs> killed almost everybody you know, you probably wouldn't want to. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> um, and do you have any favorite parts of this movie? Um, <laughs> besides her, <laughs> my, my my favorite parts are every time Arnold goes, which he does a lot. That's every movie. Anytime he yells. <laughs> it, it, and, and at that, I, I, I wonder, does anyone have had like a compilation of all his movies where... Oh, my God. Is, is there that, one of those? I guarantee there there's a super cut I, out I, there I, somewhere. I, I want to start one one day with clips from all of our podcast episodes <laughs> with, with, with Mike and his Arnold stutters where he goes like this. Check this out. Zombie Dean at that point. Right. Uh, and the... the, 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 the oh, I can't talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> so natural. Like, oh. I didn't know you saved that. So we rarely edit the show, but every now and then when we just sound so fucking stupid. <laughs> the thing is, that happens every now and then. The thing is that Mike, that Mike doesn't typical, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mike, Mike doesn't get super drunk on this show. That actually happens more the drunker he gets. Yeah, so like sure if, you're, if you're just hanging out with him some night, <laughs> Basically, by the end of the night, it's just. Uh, 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 oh. it's Mike, Mike, what do you think? And you just respond by saying you're making some great points. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what he was saying. If it was good, it was bad. That that was that was a Brandon Ellis original. There's a shout out to. to was B-Man. that from last week? Was that was that last week or two weeks ago? I think that was last week. No, that was, that was the, last, last week. From the Reanimator yeah, I episode. I can't believe you kept it. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, um, favorite parts of this movie. What do you got? Uh, there's actually there's there's two parts that kind of involve the same kind of thing. There's there's one part where so Udo Kier is kind of uh, uh, he's like a, the cult leader almost, right? Like he's or, or the facilitator, if you will. Right. He kind of yeah, because in the begin at the beginning of the movie when the when uh, the baby is first born, the nurse takes him downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, or takes her downstairs rather. She says, "Oh, I'm just gonna go clean the baby up, and I'll bring her right back." She actually takes her down into like the the, the bowels mor- of the, the morgue. It was yeah, a good, yeah, it was the yeah. And Udo Kier does this weird um, uh, ritual with a rattlesnake. Oh yeah, and, like, yeah. And like feeds her blood and stuff. So yeah, he's kind of like the cult leader, and then he kind of once once Satan shows up on Earth, he becomes his sort of right hand man. And sure. Again, oh, Show his- oh wait, hold on, right hand man. That actually goes into what what I'm about to say is my oh. favorite part. <laughs> There's one part where you think like, okay, like Satan's got a little bit of respect for him, and nope, because he don't stop, <laughs> knock it off. Mike's making a jerk off. You yeah. said right, he's he his right hand man. Come on, <laughs> Udo Kier's left handed though, so um, so uh, <laughs> I don't know that for sure. Corrections. <laughs> so he tries to get. He tries to get Robin Tooney's uh, character to one location, and uh, and and fails at doing yeah, so. She won't go. So he just walks up to the devil, Gabriel Byrne, and says, "Oh, I tried, but I couldn't do it." And then just without a word, <laughs> Gabriel Byrne just punches straight through his skull. Right. 
<laughs> like without so a good. word. And then and it then looks like looks awesome. it looks awesome. It looks too. amazing. And then looks at his hand afterward, like after he's like fully exploded Udo Kier's head. Just looks at his hand and he just goes. Ugh. It's almost, and then he like wipes his hand clean with a handkerchief. It's almost cartoony. Like it it's is, funny because yeah. like, you know those old cartoons where someone will, like like uh, Elmer Fudd will blow a hole through one of the characters and the, yeah, and then the cameras from the back and then the other uh, Elmer see, Fudd like, will the, look the through them. Yeah. yeah, he'll look through it, like look through the hole. Yeah, it's almost something like that on Udo Kier's face. It though. just happens it's face to the back of the head. It's so abrupt though, like you don't see it coming. Yeah. And it's but hilarious. it looks but it looks gnarly as hell. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Well, and then he does it again toward the end. There's uh, they're on a subway, mm-hmm. and this uh, this this poor subway uh, engineer. He doesn't he doesn't know what the hell is going on. All he knows is that Arnold and Robin Tooney are on his his train now. He's got a gun. Arnold's got a gun, and they're freaking Shocker. out. Shocker! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Big stretch for Arnold there. And uh, I got the gun. He's just kind of going with the flow. They know that he knows that somebody's after them, and then he's kind of standing by the the door of the uh, engineer's room. And then all of a sudden, you just see the devil's hand just burst through his chest, yep. and like, I, is his, I think his heart is in his hand. I, yeah, it, it's really quick. I think it it's was really quick, though, yeah. but I think the heart is in his is in his hand, and then he just pulls him outside yep. of the chair. Yep. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then after that, when uh, when Arnold blows Gabriel Burns like that's like the devil's human body to bits. Mm-hmm. And he's just laying there in pieces, but he's still talking to yeah, him. I thought yeah, that was really that was cool. cool. Anyway, what was your favorite part? Uh, those are some good points. I got a couple, there's a couple standout scenes to me. Uh, first off, I brought this up earlier. Is the uh, it's the weird mother daughter Satan sex scene. Oh, you would. I would because and I, <laughs> I, I, I would not because of the the sex scene. I mean, that's cool, but like the uh, the imagery in it though is is actually really interesting it's to watch. It's super interesting. Yeah. So here's what you got. You have this is this is the scene. Um, Actually, where you're where you're starting off, uh, Udo, where Udo Kier's character yeah. is the chauffeur, whatever you want to call it, the, the facilitator. Sure. Um, and so Gabriel Byrne shows up to his house, and Udo Kier, his wife, and his daughter are all sitting down to dinner. Mm-hmm. And so the devil walks in and basically just sweet talks both of them. Like he, he comes to the house, he brings them in. Is that a line from a song? What? And so the devil walks in. I don't know. Maybe. I swear I've heard that in a song somewhere. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I got nothing for you. It's pro- it's um, pro- probably a Nickelback song or something. So the devil walks in. <laughs> and um, he comes in and <laughs> Udo Kier uh, introduces him to his family. And like the daughter. No, he doesn't introduce him. He just, he well, invites himself he in invites and he goes, yeah. is this your daughter? Yeah. And so the daughter is. Is this is, your wife? immediately entranced by him. and then the wife is immediately entranced by him and then yeah. it, it just cuts to wife and daughter naked in bed next to each other with satan on top of them and just, it does this here's where it gets interesting this though. this takes the devil's three-way to like a whole different level oh shit <laughs> oh shit you're right usually the devil's three-way is two dudes and a girl sure but the weird thing is is that it ends up only being one person it's not even one of them they just start to <laughs> they start to kind of melt together and he's just He's just continuing yeah. to do his thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, so so. Here's I gotta say, if you haven't seen it, it does this really really cool thing, which at the time was was like a, like a digital effects feat. In, in all fairness, yeah. So what they do is so you have uh, the devil on top of the the two girls, and the camera is circling sort of around the bed, mm-hmm. and as it's circling, the daughter like throws her leg over the mother's leg, and it's all sensual. 
as much as that Which can be. Which is weird, yeah. <laughs> it's hot. In, um, <laughs> incen- incensual? Incestual? Ooh. It's incestual. It's absolutely yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, no. So, so she throws the leg over, but instead of her just like lying her leg there, the two legs sort of like meld together and mm-hmm. become one. Yeah. And then like every time they touch, their skin just melts together. Yeah. And the mother and the daughter become one person as the as as the camera is like is circling around the bed right and then it ends up being robin tooney right and the the, and then, the, the effect where it goes though from the mother's face to robin tooney's face yeah. is flawless and then she especially and, for the and time. then it turns out that was actually a nightmare a dream that yeah, robin a, tooney a was yeah. having like, it's a really cool crazy. sequence it's a weird it's weird subject matter but the sequence is really fucking cool yeah it's cool um Another thing that I loved is uh, the devil at the very end, when Gabriel Byrne's true self shows himself. Oh yeah, the 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 the, the actual winged serpent devil is fucking cool. Yeah, designed by Stan Winston, which oh, is why it's cool, fucking yeah. cool. He didn't do any practical effects, but his design team designed the the oh, overall oh. look of of the creature. Oh cool. And like that's how fucking Satan should look: giant, huge bat wings and demonic like face, and like it's just cool. But it's I mean, awesome like, when you see something like that, and you're like, oh, that's so badass, and then you realize you like it because you love all that designer's other stuff. Yeah, and you yeah, realize sure, who, sure, whoever sure. did it or. Absolutely. Um, no, but yeah, you, it's, it's you just said, a really cool depiction. You said of that's them, the way Satan should look, but like, I mean, like if you're thinking about it from a biblical standpoint, Satan was just an angel. But he, I don't know, did a lot of drugs or something. I, I, I don't know. Just been sitting down and that's how hell, I want. That's how just I want Satan meth. to look. How about that? Like I just like I like the idea of like this like dragon esque reptilian yeah. hellfire beast. Like that's like his truth. It's like <laughs> it's like form three. You know, first you have man, then you have red guy devil horns, and then right. form three is the giant. Form like, three is the one you don't want to. The fuck crazy, with. The, you know, yeah. super devil three. Right. <laughs> super devil three. Super devil three. That's your that's your like your butt rock new metal band you're gonna start uh, super, super devil three yes i'm in i'm <laughs> in um now okay so if we're gonna get to my favorite part though my favorite part of the entire movie because i was laughing about this hysterically for the entire sequence yes is when the movie wants you to believe that robin tony's stepmother who is is probably in her 60s and slightly overweight can beat the <laughs> shit out of arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> well, she's cracking up at this. Oh, she's, she's got the power of the devil on her side, <laughs> no, she, though. No, she doesn't. She's just a believer. No other person in this movie has the power of Satan to do crazy things. Like, no other person in this movie has it. So I, I refuse to believe that she's the only one. But no, but but in that scene, she grows giant fingernails. I, she never did, though. I paused it. Her fingernails don't grow. Yes, they That's do. That's the second part of my thing, is that she has, like, wolverine claws. Yeah. Like, there's... I don't... No, she's got, I rewatched like, it. No, it's the because she was in it from the beginning. That was the nurse that birthed her yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yes. I, I think she was like, I, I hate to put it this way, but if you want it, she was blessed with the, the powers that Satan gave her. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I think she. Still, had, I think she had a little bit of that, watching, that devil strength. It's still funny watching Arnold Schwarzenegger get the shit kicked out of him by a middle-aged woman. Okay? <laughs> an old woman it's yeah. still funny to me. <laughs> when he throws her through the ta- he throws her through a glass table. It's pretty satisfying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But but that's that's the thing though. He does that once and she's out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so well, you would be that, too if a piece that of glass strength went through now, your huh? strength. You would be too if a piece of glass went through your jugular. That's true. Um, okay, so that's that's. End of days. It's a fun popcorn Arnold Schwarzenegger devil movie. Yeah. 
That's Absolutely. a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre. Of a subgenre right of a. But it's fun, yeah. you know. It's it's one of those it's one of those movies you put in, you just have a good time with it. Right. You don't expect much like out of said, it. It's like the equivalent of a popcorn blockbuster, just with uh, with the devil. Yeah. The devil and, and the ex- god and, ex- and explosions and weird mom daughter sex. <laughs> just sign me up. It's fun for the whole family. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the second movie we're going to talk about is a a little movie called Devil from 2010. I told you we were talking about this. Did you say that? A couple times. No. Look at us. Look at us go. Uh, directed by John Aaron. That was a joke because I said it like two or three times too. Doodle? Is that how you say it? Doodle? Doodle? <laughs> I would say Doodle. <laughs> John Eric Doodle. Uh, the aforementioned director of the Poughkeepsie Tapes, the uh, quarantine, quarantine as above, so below. Yep. Um, this is uh, the, I saw this movie, oh God, um, oh in God. theaters. Oh, oh God. I saw this in theaters, if memory serves. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I loved it. I remember everyone telling me that I was crazy to go see an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Well, well, it's, well it's not M. Night Shyamalan. He wrote it and produced it. The only thing he didn't do was direct it. And I'm sure his finger hand, his handprints were all over. All right. I've said but, I've I've said this before on our show, but this was this this was one of the movies where um so I was in the theater, I don't know what I was seeing, but I the the trailer for this movie came on. Mm-hmm. And like during the trailer I, you could tell the whole theater was you know how you can just kind of without looking you can kind of tell if people are really sucked into a trailer like yeah. i could like i could feel the people next to me just kind of like getting into it and stuff and i was getting super into it mm-hmm. and it looked fucking awesome mm-hmm. and then as soon as the name m night Shyamalan, everyone's like oh, oh shit William ding dong <laughs> fuck you god i'm so yep. sick of the yep. m night Shyamalan hate like well, he, it's 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 like the, the m night Shyamalan hates over after split and after and now he's coming out with the new movie that bridges. It's these it's these fair weather fan bullshit. Oh, I, I hate that. Like I've always liked this stuff. I like him too, and and whatever. It's like it's all subjective. It's our it's our own opinion. But like, I just feel like so many people jumped on the hate wagon. Yeah. Just because other people were doing it. Like I don't I don't think that I don't think there was ever really a huge reason for it. Did he did he continue to put out? He had, a like, couple, he had a couple movies that maybe not weren't as good like, as like the not first ev- couple. Like, not everything is going to be signs. Sure. You know? Or The Sixth Sense. Or The Sixth Sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, uh, or, Unbreakable. or Unbreakable. Like, not everything is going to be that. Directors are going to... They're going to sure. wax and wane. Sure. But... There, that's no reason to just start hating them. I, I completely I agree. Hate when people just start hating on, and 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 to a certain extent, I think it's that people really hate when somebody becomes too successful and too popular. Well, in all fairness, too, he had a lot of praise that wasn't. It did a detriment to him though, because when he first came out, he was being praised as like the new, um, like Stephen King or the new. Uh, whatever big I forget I forget who the who the not Stephen King I forget who the director they were con- uh, comparing him to oh Woody Allen yeah yes that's the one <laughs> I forget who it was but like they, people were saying that he was like the new this the new that like, I mean he kind of deser- at the time he deserved it and at the time he deserved it but you build somebody up like that though you're destined to just they're gonna crumble once they get one movie that's not up to par you know it's it's gonna happen oh Stephen King's not a director no, I know that's why that's why I, said, <laughs> I knew it wasn't him but Stanley Kubrick I don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah I don't know um, um, anyway, though, so this is about so uh, 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 devil is about a it's a group of people who are trapped in an elevator uh, and the devil is amongst them and mysteriously it's kind of like a whodunit that is about the devil that takes place inside of an elevator for an hour and a half. I've I like I I like this movie. Yeah, it's great. 
There's some cornball shit in it, like, uh-huh. uh, like especially with, because there's a character played by um, Jacob Vargas, his name is Ramirez, yep. and he's uh, basically a security, well, not a security guard, but a, uh, um, it, like, he oversees the surveillance and stuff of he's this. He's the main guy, right? Is he uh, the main security guard, or is he, like, the sidekick security guard? Which one would you call the sidekick? Uh, the, the He was the hardcore believer. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. So would you call him the main? Yeah, no, no, he was the sidekick guy. Yeah, the, okay. The, the, he, the taller, slender guy. Seemed like the boss. <laughs> slender man. The slender was man the was the boss, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then Jacob Vargas was the guy who uh, really believed. There were some kind of corny parts with him. Like especially there's 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 one part where he's trying to prove that the devil is among them. Yeah. And so he picks up a piece of jellied toast. <laughs> and he's and he goes, "Let me Look. like like they're getting really serious." This at this point like um there's already a a, a detective involved who's investigating a a possible suicide and now a possible murder and he he like picks up this piece of toast and he drops it on the ground and it lands jelly side down. And he's like, "You see, when the devil's around, no, that's because it, the like, jelly side's heavier, moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, like throwing logic. It's like, it's like throwing a cat. The cat landed on its feet. Well, throwing logic out, just this idea that he's trying to convince a pol- like a police detective that the devil is among them by showing him that a piece of toast, toast. will land <laughs> jelly side down. I was like, that was that was dumb. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut. Butter. Okay, don't get into that. Um, <laughs> Peanut butter belly jelly baseball bat. <laughs> And and just kind of like so he was he was the narrator of the entire movie yeah yeah and he kind of sets up the uh, he kind of sets up the whole story by saying uh, there's there's an old there's an old folks folk tale that my grandmother used to tell us about um, how the devil would sh- would show up at certain times and there would always be a group of people and it, it, the whole thing would kind of be kicked off by somebody committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And then you would have this group of people who just, all of them one by one would be killed. Yeah. And it was because of their, their sins that they hadn't fessed up to or something like that. So, and which is actually, it's, it's a, from everything that I've read is a real folk's tale. A real folk, folk yeah, tale. yeah, I think yeah. it came from a real, like, like old-timey folk tale from right. somewhere. Yeah, which is, that's pretty spooky and awesome at the Absolutely. same time. Folk tales all come from somewhere. So, um, so you, you basically, it's, it's a high rise building. You've got kind of two separate stories going on here. It's, uh, you have these five strangers stuck in an elevator and also a a police detective investigating a suicide. Like, like, uh, Vargas said, or like Ramirez said, it all started with a suicide. This guy that jumped out of the like 36th story of this, of this building. He landed on a truck. Did you notice the name of the truck? Um, it was it was a bread Bethel truck. Bethel Bread Company. Oh, Bethel Bread, yeah. Like Bethlehem. There was a lot of that kind of stuff oh, yeah. in this movie. There was um I, when we were reading when we do these episodes, we like to go in, you know, find out little trivia things or whatever. Like you know, we read up on the movies we watch. Sure. And one of the things that I had read was uh, that if you look at all of the numbers in the movie, they all add up to either six or six 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 or like divided by something. Like, yeah. Like the number of the building was three three three. I noticed that, yeah. Like, like every number in this movie can somehow go back to the number six or six six six, right? Somehow, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, just a, just a fun little little Easter egg to throw into the movie if little, you're paying attention. Little tidbit. Um, so you have uh, you have five people stuck in this elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which would be a nightmare to begin with. Yeah, all very different personality types too, which 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 was a very smart decision, I think, on the uh, on on M Night for writing it. Because yeah, if you, definitely. If you had if you had even two characters that were like very similar, it would have gotten boring. Right. You know. You had a uh, you had a, a security guard who worked in the building. Yep. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Yes. You've got uh, just a, a young woman. Uh, g- nope, that's Bojana Nok. Bojana Nokovic. Bo- Novakovic. Yes. Which I don't know if you, she looked familiar to you. She was in the Hollow. That we watched. Um, she was in the Hollow, and she was also the. Uh, was she, she also, the, Was she the wife in the Hollow? I think so. Yeah. Oh. And she was also in Drag Me to Hell. She was the. Uh, she was the the witch's like uh, niece or whatever. Oh, okay. That answers the door. When uh, when the main girl from Dragon Hell goes to visit her to try to find the witch, yeah, yeah, she answers. She's the girl that answers the door. Okay. So yeah, so I yeah I, I once I knew where she was from, I slightly recognized her. Um, you also have my favorite out of the entire bunch, Logan Marshall Green, uh, aka Tom Hardy's <laughs> stunt double. Um, I did it again in this movie. I'm watching it. I forgot that Logan Marshall Green who he was and I'm looking I'm like is, that, is this a young Tom Hardy you like, didn't I, actually I think did. that did no, you I did no I legit he doesn't every, look that much yes, like Tom Hardy does. no he doesn't he looks identical to he him he does not um, Logan Marshall Green though you would know him from Prometheus and uh, also from The Invitation The Invitation The Invitation yeah. is where he shines god that movie's so good yeah that was really good um, also the uh, you have Jenny O'Hara who plays the old woman mm-hmm. uh, the, the weirdest one out of all of them was uh, Jeffrey Aaron yes who uh, the snozberries taste like snozberries? Well, yeah, like he's the he, only thing I know him from. He he's mostly, been in so much. Yeah, he mostly pops up in 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 comedies. He was yep. in Super Troopers. He was in uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, and he's just a goofball kind yep. of. But in this, you know, it's, so it was, when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting to see him in this role. Mm-hmm. And he was an asshole. <laughs> well, his character type, though, I'm not going to give anything away, but his character type actually makes sense. Yeah, like he really does. He's it's, still playing the same type of character. Like you can yeah. see the you can see the dude from Super Troopers, like like graduating college and becoming what this guy is. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, like he's wearing a suit and he's all prim and proper, but that's really not but he's who his still character just like is. A, like like a sarcastic, like arrogant yep. dick. Yep. Um, and uh, Chris Chris Messina played uh, the detective who was investigating this case. Kind of, kind of reminds me of Eli Roth a little bit when I was watching it. Um, I don't yeah, know. The I, same. He just looks like him. Maybe it's just the the dark features maybe. and stuff. They both I, have. I love those dark features. Oh, those dark features. He's got like really dark <laughs> eyebrows, the way Eli Roth does. I can kind of see it. Eli Roth's sort of like a big, bigger, bulkier version yeah. of him. Um. Anyway, though, long story short, the the, the casting of this is great. Like the, the these five characters in yeah. this in this elevator, uh, and then the guys outside watching it. It's all all uh, great. They worked well together. Uh, the acting was I mean it was nothing amazing necessarily, but it was all serviceable and it got the job done. You right. know, like it was exactly what it needed to be. Basically, like Mike, he's nothing amazing, but he is serviceable, and he gets the job done. <laughs> Says every girl ever, <laughs> or so I've been told. <laughs> um, okay, so 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 basically. You have these people, they're stuck in the elevator, and as the elevator is trying to be fixed, the lights keep going on and off, mm-hmm. and every single time those lights go out, somebody, somebody dies. dies. And, and it turns into this whodunit, because they don't know who's, who did it, because the lights are off. They think they know, and then it's not, and then it's it's a really interesting... But Ramirez knows who done, who done it. Ramirez knows. Because he knows that it's the devil. Baby. He doesn't know who's the devil, though. No. 
he keeps seeing spoiler like, one of them's a devil <laughs> spoiler alert i actually uh one of my one of my favorite parts of this movie just because it kind of comes out of nowhere and it's one of the things that struck me the most the first time that i saw the the trailer mm-hmm. um here's a spoiler uh jeffrey aaron's um character is already dead he's the first one to die yeah. so yeah. um but the lights go out at one point and then they flicker just for a second and over the security guard's shoulder, Bokeem Woodbine, over his shoulder you see It's the only time in the movie you see that too, right? It's like it's it's you see this shirtless figure with it looks like a mask at it looks first. Like a scarecrow. It looks like a mask at first, but it's actually just a, a white like dress shirt wrapped around a person's head. Oh, is that head. what it is? It, it, to me, it looked, like I said, it looked like a scarecrow or something, like a really crudely put together face or something like that. Like, I, I never knew where to, what to take away from that. And I, I think, I think it's kind of like, because it, it literally just happens for a split second. Yeah. It's like, if you blink, you'll miss it. And it's scary as hell. <clears throat> so was the, was the devil like, you know, because pe- well, people if, are dying inside this elevator, and they're act- and and they're dying in pretty horrific ways that would be really hard to accomplish with just a few split seconds of darkness. Is the devil actually using some of the people? The way in that the-, the way that I took it, the way that I took it is that the devil was not any one of them to begin with. I don't. I think the devil was just in that cart, mm. and when you saw that flash. Mm-hmm. You were seeing the devil. It wasn't until the end of the movie that it inhabited so, so somebody you, so you think and when, became and became that person. So you think when the devil is revealed at the end to be the person that it is, mm-hmm. we're not going to spoil that. Yeah. You don't think that that person was the devil the whole time? Maybe not. Hmm. I mean, I, I, it's it's just a theory. I mean, possibly not. I think the devil was just kind of in there like that because it only happens the first time that you see him. So maybe that was when the devil entered. Entered the the uh, entered the elevator, mm-hmm. and then when those lights went off, it killed somebody and then took over somebody's body. Right, like in that. So from that moment on, the de- all everything before them, they were I, all just five people. No, after that, it was four people and the devil. Now that I'm thinking back to it, the the first kill in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, not the suicide. Aside from the suicide, the first kill in the movie, I think, might be the only time that you actually hear like an inhuman growling yeah it is during the death yeah so maybe you're right like once like the devil is the one who does the first kill and then after that point mm-hmm. maybe inhabits the bodies of the dead mm-hmm. to do its bidding yep i bet that's honestly what i think it was it's definitely it's a, a possibility it's a theory but i'd, have to, go, I I'd have to go back and watch it with that in mind maybe mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know. I I think it's a I, I think it's a cool movie. I I, I th- don't. Have I think it. the ways that the deaths happen too are really cool. Yeah, they're pretty I, gnarly. Like, for being five people stuck in an elevator, there's only so much that you can do, and they right. really they really did a lot. You know, yeah. like they they made it. It was suspenseful. It it kept you going. Like yeah. it was it was brilliantly even, written by this, Mr. Uh, Shyamalan. Like it, you know, it worked. Even this this was my second time seeing it, and I was still I was still pretty on edge the mm-hmm. whole time, even though I knew it was going to happen. Sure. The, I was watching this once again, like I most often do. I was watching this with uh, headphones in. The soundtrack in this movie, the score in this movie, is crazy. Is it good? Yeah. I wa- I, I unfortunately watched it late at night uh, on my on a TV, so yeah. the like, volume wasn't terribly loud. Oh, dude, the but... uh, like the the brass section in the in the orchestra is so like 
it's so heavy and so blaring that it's almost distorted in a way mm -hmm. and it like it just hits you like right in the chest it's crazy um it's really like pretty scary music it's almost it's almost a it's almost a little overboard but it works for the this movie yeah um i like it a lot i think that if uh if there was one part of the movie that i thought was not fleshed out well yeah it was that they set up sort of this like love story between the detective and one of the um i don't know if she's a crime scene investigator or what whatever she is mm -hmm. and they don't really go anywhere with it like they kind of set up they kind of set up the story like they kind of set up this, this this love relationship between these two and they talk about it enough in the beginning yeah and then once everything happens it just takes a back seat and they never really go back to it I was kind of hoping, I remember the first time that I saw it, I was hoping that she was going to be the devil. Spoilers, oh, she's really? not. But that would, that would have been cool, though, if this is the way that she found... Could well, be, because his because his story is sort of integral to the plot. Well, and so that I'm, was like the way that the devil found his way into his life and then these these five people. Like I thought that was a cool way to do that. But the devil wasn't... I mean, the, the devil wasn't really trying to find his way into his life, per se. It was more like... Um, because his his whole journey, I I know that in the in the last movie we talked about it was uh, Arnold's character says something about uh, I thought that my wife and child should live and God thought differently. Yeah. it's basically the exact same thing in this movie. Like mm -hmm. his wife and his kid were uh, were killed in a horrific accident, and he basically just got like a it was a hit and run. Yeah, and he basically got a a a, a quickly written note on a on a piece of paper that said i'm so sorry mm -hmm. and and that's kind of why he doesn't believe in god or the devil because he knows that people are shitty enough yep. to where he doesn't need to believe yep so it was kind of like the devil wasn't necessarily trying to make his way into his life it was like his journey of forgiveness and acceptance but at the same time uh I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I, no, I, I, like, no, I absolutely get what you're saying. It's it's not a it's not about the devil finding his way into his life. It's about accepting things and and right. moving on. I get that. Yeah. I just thought that was. I just I, thought I that would the, have been a cool way to tie the story together. I think her was role was more of just showing that he was able to start moving on with his life, but he was kind of brought. Back, back to towards yeah, the end. because okay. there was some stuff that happened that brought um, him back. So to this it, but... movie was the first movie that was supposed to be uh, a part of the Night Chronicles. Okay. And um, there's actually even a logo in front of it. The whole deal. These are going to be a. Uh, I think it was supposed to be a th three movies that made up the Night Chronicles, and um, that never came to fruition. Yeah. This one was made. There was another movie that was in production, but it kind of fizzled out, and then that was it. You never heard anything else about it. What was it going to be? I mean. It was just going to be a grouping of like three movies that them Knight wrote and produced, but didn't direct. Right. And they were called the Night Chronicles. Uh, rumor has it that Split and uh, was one of the ideas that he mm -hmm. was going to use for it. Obviously, he went ahead and did that afterwards, and it became the smashing success that it was. But um, but yeah, so we never. I, I've always been wondering about what happened to this. And um, looking it up for the episode, I guess there's just nothing going on with it now. It was huh. an idea that they did one movie and it just kind of fizzled out. It's kind of surprising because despite all the people kind of talking shit about this movie when it first started to pop up, it it was pretty successful. Yeah. I mean, it made its it made its budget back in the first weekend. Mm -hmm. I do you know what it's what the I budget was? I, I, I don't, I I'm not entirely sure, but. Uh, but um, that's Devil. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, see it. It's good. It's uh, it's one of those claustrophobic 
set in one space kind of movies, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Budget, I highly recommend it. Budget was $10 million, by the way. Gotcha. Just in case you wanted to. Um, highly recommend it. Okay, we have one more to talk about. We and do. this one is... She's a doozy. The creme de la creme, if you will. This is one I've been... I've actually been trying to get you to watch for would a this, long time. Would this be considered movies that make me a douche? Yeah, probably. I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe not. No, not probably, so I wouldn't really necessarily consider it a classic. Okay. Well, we're talking about The Devil's Advocate. The Devil's Advocate. Not, not a straight-up horror movie. It's a drama. It's kind of it's a courtroom drama. I was really. gonna say it's kind of it's kind of like uh, the exorcism and of Emily Rose. Rose. I thought that where when it I was bounces back it. and forth between courtroom drama and then yep. some really scary shit yep. happening on the side. Uh, so the Devil's Advocate from 1997, directed by a guy named Taylor Hackford. Um, his most notable thing that he did was uh, the Jamie Foxx starring Ray. Oh yeah, he did that biopic, okay. uh, which was amazing, um, starring Keanu Reeves. Whoa, God El Pacino. <laughs> uh, Charlize Theron and Craig T. Nelson. A very young Charlize. Yes, a very young Charlize Theron. Um, beautiful Charlize Theron. Oh, yes, very beautiful. Um, so this is about... Um, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves plays this exceptionally adept Florida lawyer. Uh, he's offered a job to work in uh, New York. Um, and this is this really high-end law firm. And the giant boss is this super high-fluent dude, you know, like God-type you know, status in yeah. this company. And it turns out that he is, in fact, <laughs> Lucifer. The devil! Devil! The devil's a motherfucking liar! <laughs> <laughs> His name um, is John Milton, which yes. is a little... That's a little on the nose, right? John Milton was the author of Paradise Lost. Oh, well, there, there you go. Yep. <clears throat> um, um, but this... But, uh, okay, so I had not seen this flick, and two hours and 20-some minutes later, I was loving it like i this movie's incredible wait you didn't love it until the very end nope no uh i digested it no i i just this movie's incredible i yeah, how really i good. went so long without seeing this is unbelievable because you're stupid and um as much as this movie is a drama there are parts in this movie that are scary as fuck yeah dude that's the, a... the, the first okay so because well, you actually you called me you called me like I did, before I did. you watched it and you go now is the devil's advocate really gonna fit in with our like f you know is it is it really a horror I go just watch it and find out it's like I remember because I hadn't seen it I it came out in ninety seven I probably the last time I watched it was I don't know two thousand two thousand one or something mm -hmm. but I remembered parts of it like really scaring the shit out of me yeah and uh, there's some pretty yeah there's some pretty yeah. heavy stuff in it there's okay so um. Like we were saying, uh, Keanu Reeves' character gets offered to work in New York, and he goes, and uh, his wife is Charlie's throne. They get set up in this beautiful penthouse, all expenses paid for everything. Well, it's not but the it's... penthouse. John Milton's got the penthouse. Okay, okay, fine. He's got this, this beautiful apartment, though. Um, huge, whatever. Uh, it's one of those jobs though, where Keanu Reeves has gone... 20 out of 24 hours a day and so Shelly's throne basically takes up friendships with all the other people's wives and they go out and they spend their their husband's money that's kind of the life that she's sucked into she's a simple some southern gal from gainesville florida you know she based, she works for like a repo department yeah and... yeah so she's not used to this life and she's start starting to feel down about it and she starts seeing visions and she starts having these mental breaks the first time that you see her go through this though uh -huh. she's in this store and it's funny because they set the scene up 
to really throw you a curveball. Oh yeah, because it's set up. The three women are in like a, a, a department store like or whatever. A, yeah, high they're end. in this. They're they're in this this private back room trying clothes on. And they're all joking around at the, about their husbands not being around, so mm-hmm. we might as well have relationships with their money and stuff yep. like that. And 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 they really set the scene more to for some viewers. They're topless. Like sure, yeah. they they really set the scene up to be something completely different out of absolutely nowhere uh charlize theron looks up and the her her friend this other uh wife her face just morphs into this disturbing like demon toothy face it's like it's it's like right as she's about because she's going to try on a dress or something it's right right as she's about to put the dress over her head she kind of turns her head toward uh charlize theron's character and and her face just becomes just this morphs. grotesque like, looking. Oh, it's so. It's, and then it catches you so as, off guard. As the though. dress drops down, like over her body, it's almost like it's almost like something is inside of her. But yes, like, yes. But like feeling her up, like yeah. As it, like there's hands, like hands underneath her skin. Her you see fingers like... and and arms, and like it's under her skin, like just giving her a rub down. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 so bizarre. But well, it caught me off guard though. Like my notes, my notes are literally this. Holy fuck that face while her friends are changing. Like those were my notes. <laughs> I was so I jumped up. I'm not kidding you. I jumped up off the couch and like leaned forward because I go, oh, I did oh, not shit. expect like, like like I'm I'm watching this drama. That was an hour into the movie. Right, yeah. It's all drama. And then yeah. that happens. And it's so effective. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and it, but it's not like it's not scary up to that point because there's something very the mood is what's scary. Very it's, it's spooky. Yeah, unsettling about the entire thing. What I just getting back to that part real quick though. What I really love about um, about this movie and about Charlize uh, Throne's character. Her name's her character's name is Marianne Lomax. By the way, she's married to Kevin Lomax. Yes, uh, Keanu Reeves. And what I really liked about her character is. In in any other movie, not any other movie, but in, in in a lot of movies like this where people start seeing things or or start kind of losing losing it, they kind of they play it cool for a while. Mm-hmm. She does not play it cool from the get go. No. Like she that happens to her. She sees that thing. Um, Kevin comes home and just kind of asks her how things are going, and she immediately starts freaking out. And it goes from, like, zero to 100 right away. She has, like, a schizo break. Like, Like, she just, like... She goes nuts. You know, they're sharing sharing walls with other people in his firm, so Mm -hmm. he wants to kind of, like... Keep it down. Yeah, keep it down and, like, and save face. And she's just like, I don't fucking care if they... I fucking hate this place! And she's really losing it. And 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 her, her descent throughout this movie... She did such an amazing job in this movie. Like um, I read that she actually spent time with uh, schizophrenia doctors or something like that. Like she actually oh, spent like time like really in psych get wards into the to right really mindset. understand how people go through these emotions and how they change. I and believe it, man. Because there's she, a reason that she's one of the one of the finer actresses. Yeah. working. You know what I'm saying? She's Fine. she's no, that too. <laughs> um, she's incredible in this movie, though. Um, let's and get, even let, Keanu. Even Keanu. He was he was his, good. His accent went in and out <laughs> yeah. more times than I can count. That being said, he fucking tried. He well, went for it. <laughs> you know what? Dude? I I I love Keanu Reeves. Like I know that people, like even I, I like to make fun of the whoa. You yeah, know? Like yeah. I, I like to. He he will always be Ted Theodore Logan to me. <laughs> but uh, he's a. I I love him as an actor. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it that I didn't like. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like in the same breath. Maybe not in the same 
level, but he's kind of like a Schwarzenegger. You know what you to expect when you go in. <laughs> Unless, Except, unless it's Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, exactly. But you kind of know what to expect with, with a Keanu movie. Ho- you know? Hold on. Okay, we've been talking about this movie for a while. Let's get to Pacino. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Go, be, go. Because be, I'm just going to slob on knobs and... Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so many... Like, his his uh, his monologues in this movie, oh, like, so once he really God. starts getting into it and r- you really start to see, like, who he is, his monologues, I mean, you heard one I of them... I chose one for the beginning of the episode, You heard yeah. one of them at the beginning of the episode, and that's not like, even that's, the best that's one. That's, like, maybe a third of that entire monologue, too. Right. There's so much more to it. Dude, he's, he's just, like... Oh man, Pacino he's, is God. It's he's so good. He's so scary because uh, he's he he he's he's pretty small. You know, he's like a short yeah. guy, pretty unassuming, and I mean he's got that gruff voice. And then as he's walking around the city with with uh, Kevin, he's telling him like, you know how I you know how I'm as, I'm as good as I am. It's because people don't see me coming. Mm-hmm. Which speaks volumes about Turns like the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks volumes about about not only the character but about you know the devil in general. Like people he don't sneaks up on you. Yeah, he sneaks up yeah. on you, which is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And like some of the some of the parts in this movie, like uh, Gabriel Burns did a, a great job being the devil in End of Days. Mm-hmm. Pacino just took it to a next le- to sure. the next level. Sure. There's just something like he he's got so much confidence and so much swagger, but at the same time, there's like this underlying creepiness about him that's amazing. But every time he looks at a woman, she just is instantly entranced by yep, him. Yep. And they just can't think. Everything is one of my favorite. One of my favorite scenes of the movie is uh, him and uh, him and Kevin are on the subway going out somewhere and uh and he's talking to kevin but while he's talking to him he's making eye contact with this uh with a a hispanic guy yeah and the the guy looks pretty tough and he's just kind of smiling at him making like you know just making eye contact with him and the guy's just like what the fuck are you looking at he's like get off my fucking train and 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 uh and john's just like well i didn't know this was your train i'm having a good time and blah 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 and uh, the guy keeps telling him to get off his train, and then he goes to take out a knife, which is actually just a box cutter. Yeah. And I love the fact that he's he starts talking to him in Spanish. I love the fact that they don't they don't give you subtitles. I actually lo- I actually turned on my captions to oh, see did? if they did it. They don't show you. I I looked it just it up. says it just says speaking Spanish. I looked it up. Oh, what Because I want to know what it was. Because what well, does it say? Well, first of all, let me let me just say like I love the fact that they because it keeps it so. Like it's just so badass that he can just slide in and out of like different languages. There's there's three or four times in the movie where he's speaking different languages, yeah. and you never and know what he's saying. That's the greatest. That's the greatest part about it too, though. Is like he knows no bounds. Like like Lucifer can just go into anybody, and make anybody. Like, like there's nothing holding him back. So right. if you're speaking a different language, he knows it. Right, like, which is it's scary it's, as yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So he looks is. at this guy and he starts speaking to like uh, like. <clears throat> The guy pulls a knife, and Keanu's character starts to freak out, kind of. And he looks at him, and he just keeps, like, John just keeps smiling, and he starts talking to him. Basically, what he says is, he says, your wife, Marcella, she's, uh, the minute you stepped out of your apartment, she started smoking crack with Carlos from downstairs. And after they're done, he's going to fuck her in the ass on your bed with the special green bedspread. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah, and she's gonna love it. And then the guy's just like, the guy's like, whoa, how do you, how do you know that? And 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 he says, why don't you go put that knife where it belongs? And so the guy starts to get off the bus, so and he that, turns around and he looks at him, and he shit. goes, the guy turns around, and looks at him, and he goes, you, you ain't you ain't right, man. And he goes, I am right. <laughs> wow. Now run along, and he tells him, there's another train headed that That's way. Incredible. You can catch it. There's still time. That's it's like, holy and yeah. Well, he says that last part in English, so you know what he says. Right. Like there's That's still incredible. time. And then they oh get done, and Kevin asks him, what did you just say to him? And he just looks at him. He goes, I just told him that uh, if he didn't shut up, you're gonna kick his ass from here to whatever, wherever. You know. Hey, before we go, uh, can you reach into the depths of hell and grab me another beer? <laughs> sure. You want a hot devil? <laughs> I almost missed it. They had <laughs> on the Spanish topic and not having subtitles. They had Connie Nielsen's character uh, spoke Spanish in the Italian release of the movie and spoke Italian in all the others. Wait, what's that? Yes. Yes. Wait, what? Connie Nielsen's character spoke Spanish in the Italian release of the movie. Okay. She, and she spoke Italian in all the others. Yeah, she's the foreign, the foreign, oh, uh, yeah, Christ, the foreign lawyer. Christ, Christabella. Yeah, yes. yeah, Christabella. Not going to say who she is at the end right not gonna give it away well we, that Kevin Kevin starts to realize that while he's in amongst this uh, this firm because mm-hmm. now he's he's basically made partner very quickly at this firm because he's an ace he doesn't lose and uh, and he uh, he meets all these people but he's drawn to this one woman in yeah. particular and there's it's a very very alluring to yes him. Yep. And there's a very specific but reason that makes for sense it, though because if it's in about. Spanish they want they want her character to know another language so right. if she's in spanish it's got to be something else yeah for that sure. totally makes sense though they probably do that a lot i wonder actually in certain in certain releases mm-hmm. it would make sense at least yeah definitely um i think okay so of all the the, the, the scary parts uh that happen in between the drama in this movie uh-huh. i think the scariest part of the entire movie happens in the first three minutes of the movie What's that? It's the most disturbing thing I may have ever seen. In oh, the movie. geez, I already know what you're talking so about. Keanu, so Keanu, so this opens up and shows Keanu's, uh, his character's mindset, and that all he cares about is being the best lawyer he can possibly be. Doesn't matter the circumstance. Doesn't matter who he's defending. Whatever. He's well, a criminal defense lawyer. Yeah, let's just get this out there. Criminal defense lawyers are like the worst people in the world. Yes, <laughs> and this shows why is all because it's better money. Right. They know it's vanity. Yeah, you know that's they they want their comeuppance. I apologize to anybody who might be listening. Pro- chances are anybody who's listening is not because they're working on getting some shit bag out of jail right now. But if you are a criminal defense lawyer, I apologize, and at the same time, you're a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so he is in a situation where he's defending uh, this elementary school teacher, and the case is that the elementary school teacher molested this. Like nine-year-old girl. Well, she's or, nine. She's probably like 13, 13 14, something like that. Um, so sh- this 13-year-old girl was on the stand talking about how he touched her and this and that, and he slid his hand up her skirt and down her blouse and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, she's Just going into really, this great detail, yeah. and Keanu's having sort of a hard time listening to it. She looks over at – he looks over at his client – and his client is taking his two fingers and just rubbing it on the bottom of the table. It's like he's reliving. With, yeah, like 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 look, like his hands his hand is upper skirt and he's reliving it. Did you notice? And where then his, his other hand, other hand is, is down his pants, oh. stroking his dick. Like, and that right that that's in the first three minutes of the movie. I yeah. time stamped it because I needed to know. <laughs> oh, like this movie so starts gross. off fucking 
low. Yeah. Like, really. Like, it makes you feel dirty from the second you enter it. And spoiler alert, he wins the case. Yeah, because he's that damn good of a lawyer. He's a he really... He discredits a 14-year-old girl and makes it look like she's lying. Right. And gets gets it's, the guy... It's... I was going to say gets the guy <laughs> off, but I figured... I'd... Oh, come on. Come on. And, and saves the guy from going to prison, but... Yep. Another little spoiler. There's actually a point in time where somebody comes to confront Keanu, uh-huh. Kevin, later in the movie and and is trying to tell him that the firm that you're working for has some shady wheelings and dealings. And he, he says, I've been looking into you. Like, I know that you got Lloyd Geddes, who was the dick stroker, yep. Yep. out of, you know, I, I heard that you get him got him out of oh, going yes, to prison. Yes. And then he, he, like, Kevin's walking away from me and he doesn't want to hear anything he about it. Him. And then he yells to him from across the street. He goes, he goes they, picked up, they picked up Lloyd Geddes yesterday. He had the body of a 10-year-old girl, girl in his trunk. trunk. I was like, oh, yep. fuck. Yep. Because isn't that messed up? Like, you got to think about it in, in like... That happens a, in it, real it, life that's probably what I all That's the what time. I thought about. In real life, that kind of shit happens. Like, you do your best to be a bulldog in court and get these guys out of prison sentences or whatever. And, yeah, you get paid. But at what expense? Like, yeah. there's... Some of these guys go out and they're, like, repeat offenders, you know? Yep. That's so messed up. I don't know how people can do it. Yep. The, I have too um, much of a conscience to be able so to do something like that. In the uh, in the last in the last end of the movie, uh, we it comes to the realization who Al Pacino well, I sh- is. I should hope that it would be the last end. Well, some movies have false endings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it comes to like the who Al Pacino is. Whatever. There's a whole uh, uh, um, enlightenment, if you will, sure. for Keanu's character. A revelation. Revelation. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, if you will, though, he he finally kind of realizes who is who and what is what and this and that. Um, and there's a really cool sequence at the end involving uh, uh, the devil becoming the devil again, as mm. happens in these movies. Uh, and I thought that was actually pretty fucking cool. I yeah. thought it was a. Uh, it's it's the effects were a little bit limited back then, yeah. '97, and it, it shows. I'd love to see this like remastered, like with with newer effects. Remember, yeah. that being said, though, it was still really really good. Um, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite part of this movie? Um, is there any scene that stands out more than the others that just cement as to why this movie is incredible? I, ju- I honestly, I just think it's uh, I, like Pacino, like the the monologues. Because uh-huh. even even though it's the kind of stuff that you know you you hear him and he's talking about God in a way that you know as a kid as a kid that came up as a Catholic, I'm like, well, that's not right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's still he's so good giving those monologues you're like holy shit it's like it's kind of scary because it's it makes you think like this is actually if this is your belief system this is actually how this is how the devil draws people in by being convincing very convincing at Mm -hmm. what he does and that's fucking scary and i think that pacino really harnessed that and yeah really drove it home i think my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the movie i think is actually and I don't mean to always go back to sex scenes, <laughs> but this one does have a really interesting part to it. Like, um, his wife, Keanu's wife, uh, Charlie Theron, is going nuts. Like, she hates being in this house. She, Ke- uh, uh, Keanu is, is, is light years away from her. She mm-hmm. never sees him anymore. And so he finally, like, breaks down and has, like, a, a human moment where he's always, let's have a baby. It'll fix everything. Smart guy. Yeah. Um, during that scene though where he's like making love to her he's like transported to this other 
like sensibility, if you will, because he's so entranced with the other, the international woman we talked Christabella. about. Christabella. Christabella. Yeah. And he starts seeing her instead of his wife. Right. And I thought it was really, really interesting uh, that there's just the way that scene went back and forth. How it split, like split between seeing her it's and seeing, seeing her, seeing the wife, this and that, and then all of a sudden it just stops abruptly. And Charlize Theron, who was the, who was in, for lack she, of a better way of saying it, the crazy one, she stops and she goes, "Where are you?" Well, and she was also the aggressor in in this particular. In, like she yeah. wanted, she wanted to really make love to him at the time, but then yeah. all of a sudden she stops it and she's like, "Where are you?" Well, and what it shows though is that like she's the one going through the mental break, right? Yet he's the one that's worse almost at that point yeah. in time. You know, like it, it really shows. It's a it's a, it's a really strong character study point in the movie, yeah. I think, and I I really like that. I thought I thought that was a really strong part of the movie where yeah. you really realize like who's really going crazy mm-hmm. because everything she's going through is nuts as she looks. She's actually is going legitimate. Through it. Like right. like like everything that she complains about and everything that she is 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 going nuts about is legitimate, and everything that he's going through, he's just denying, denying, denying because. It's the work of the devil, you know. Right. It's a it's a really cool character point in that in that scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, least favorite part of the movie. Oh, I didn't. The very very ending. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. There's a scene. I'm not going to give anything away, but there's a scene and it breaks the fourth wall, and I hated it oh, so much. Yeah, I, I remember. The last yeah. thirty seconds of this movie just cut it off. You don't need it. Just cut it off. I mean, in a way I though, it's. It. <laughs> I mean, in a way though, it's creepy because it's like the devil's talking directly to you. At oh, that which point. is probably the idea, but it doesn't fit the movie. I get you. Yeah. At all, like I, I saw, it, yeah. I was like, I was on cloud nine. <laughs> that last thirty seconds hits, and I go, oh, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, you, you ruined the what? end of the movie. God damn it! Like, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So anyway, uh. I think that pretty much. That's it. Yeah. Yep. We're a little over time here. Yeah, we're so. way over time. So we're going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at, at the Buzzed Kill PC. Speaking of Twitter, I just got to give a, a, a quick shout out to the, the guys over at the, the Grave, Grave Plot Podcast. Grave Plot Podcast. The Grave Plot Podcast. The Grave Plot Podcast because uh, they were hammering some pretty hard Zimas the other day Ooh. as well in the studio. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I did see it. Oh, yes. They gave us a little shout out. I did. Just keep pounding those Zimas, boys. Keep doing it. It'll do your body good. And when and when <laughs> the Zimas are gone, you move on to mics. And when the mics are gone, you can move on to... Schmirnoff. Schmirnoff. And, uh, <laughs> and then eventually the Zimas will return. And then we'll dig out the old uh, Bartles and James from the cellar from like 1992. Ooh, Bartles oh, Bartles and James. That is dirty. <laughs> Woo! If you want to find J-Raj, look for him at... Ocean Recording Studio. Dot com. Yeah, just follow on social media at Ocean Recording. And that's about that. That's about that. So. All right, gentlemen. It is after one o'clock in the morning. Yep. It's late. It's late. I want to go to bed. Yep. Go home. Dream about. Uh, Running with the devil, baby. <laughs> yeah. Running with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, cheers. boys. Nope. No. No. You will never see the girl! Now you see, now you're upsetting me. You don't want to see me upset, believe me. Oh, you want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! <laughs> <laughs>